I'm Sydney. And I'm Ashley. And this is How to Deal. A conversation about love, life, and everything in between. We are wheeling and dealing and navigating poorly how how to deal. deal. Okay, it's going. IBS. Really starting from where it all began. Where it all started. And where it'll all end. With our assholes. <laughs> um, I no longer identify... Oh, wait. Yeah, you're good. I no longer identify as having IBS. Oh my God, what? I don't believe in IBS anymore. Okay, that's triggering and insulting to me. I hear you, but um, I, th- I think something's not right with my microphone. Why not? I don't know. I, it's like, why well, sometime? Oh, does it need to be right here? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. There it is. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. Sorry. IBS. I don't believe in it. I don't think it exists. Now, let me be clear. I don't mean that our bowel problems do not exist. What I mean is I think that the clinical term irritable bowel syndrome is bullshit and that doctors too, are lying to us. And it's too, um, like, wide. Like It's, it's, it's like, like a shrug. Yeah, you go to the like, doctor well, and they you go, uh-huh. you're just shitting your pants all the time, or you're not shitting. Yeah. Th- that can't be the solution. I mean, they even, my mom has, was diagnosed with IBS, but, like, she had to get so many fucking tests for the doctor to even be like, yeah, you have this. But, and then but, she was like, cool, but, what's my answer? But, no, there's no diagnosis. Like, IBS is either, like, do you have Crohn's or question mark? Yeah. that I'm not satisfied with that. Okay. Yeah, of course you're not. That's not satisfying. Oh, uh, something's wrong. Your bowels are just irritable. But why? No one can tell me? No. So. Well, then they want you to do the FODMAP diet and talk about the food that you eat or whatever. Now, look, here's the thing. A few years ago, 20, well. It was like the last year. Yeah, beginning of 2022. You you became insufferable. I. Never able to go to dinner. Nope, I didn't. But you know what? I started working with a functional nutritionist. And we did do some stool testing. Gross. Oh my God. I remember the stool story. Wait. What you do is you mail your shit. Okay. Wait. We have to tell the stool story. So, what you do when you have to do a stool test um, is, and when you're doing it not at a doctor's office, um, you have to shit <laughs> into, you have to get your shit. It can't go in the toilet and then go into no, this. It has to immediately go. You have to shit into, okay. Do you know? The only way I'm going to be able to describe this. Do you know when you go to a seafood restaurant and you're given like a shrimp basket and it's served to you in like a paper basket and the basket has like red like stripes on it? Yeah. That's literally what they give you to shit in. So it's tiny. It, I mean, it's, it's like reasonable, but it's like, it's like the size of two palms. It's definitely a smaller service area than the toilet. Yeah. So you've got to be pretty confident in your aim. Think about that for a second. Well, like, when have you ever tried to, like, catch something coming out of a place that you can't really see? You can't see. You can't reach. I've got short arms. I want you to understand the gym, the literal gymnastics that I had to do in the bathroom to try to even correctly angle to, to okay, shit then, into no, a the paper. Best part. Yeah, the best part. <laughs> well, the best part is that um, 
So then you have to like, we have to scoop through it. You have to like put it in a little sample container, whatever. They send you a pre, like a, a prepaid like package to like mail it off. Cause it you're mailing it off so to like a lab. Okay. Gross. And it sounds so, totally fine. To it me. sounds fine to you. Yeah. Okay. You sound totally normal. I'm so sorry. It's go, it's like going in and out in my ears, but hmm. it isn't, it's if you, if it sounds fine to you, then it's fine. La la la. Oh yeah. That's better. Whatever you just did. I just made it louder for you. Oh, thank you. Okay. So it's quite loud actually. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Keep going a little. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. You, you finally get your shit into the correct receptacle. You've, you've got your samples and, and what you do is you have to bring it to the post office and it's in what they tell you is an unmarked envelope. So, so you think you're safe is what I'm saying. You're like, Oh, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to hand my shit to another human being. But in an envelope, it's an envelope. Okay. So, but the thing is I, I go to the, the post office, I open the door and it's like a FedEx, not like an actual like USPS, but it's mm -hmm. like a FedEx. Okay. I walk into the FedEx. I have my bag, which to me, like, it's like a little package, which to me looks totally unidentifiable. I can't ascertain like what, you know, the, as I'm touching the door to open it, the, the guy, the, the cashier from like across the way sees me, sees the package and is like, uh, over there, eh, over there. Don't put it on the counter. And like somehow knows based on the packaging that I've got some kind of biohazardous material and like gestures to a wall in which there's like a big like green drawer that you have to like put the package in. Oh my God. So like they're telling you like, oh, it's discreet. It's not. I don't know what is the difference. Like, I don't know what he saw on my face or on the package. Like maybe I just looked so guilty walking in with my own shit that he was like, uh-uh, it's over there. But he somehow knew from afar without even looking at the label that I was mailing my shit off. So I did, I did do that. And we learned a lot. We learned a lot from the shit, um, which is that my whole system is inflamed. I've got an overgrowth of bad bacteria. Um, I've got H. pylori, Google that if you need to. But basically for the first time in my entire life at 29, I have data that there is something wrong with me and uh, you know how to fix it now well the fixing it was also included a food and mood journal in which i did that for seven days tracked everything that i ate how i felt physically and mentally and my poops and charted them on the bristol stool chart it was both the testing and the food and mood journal that had the nutritionist going yeah babe it's dairy and gluten for you can you not tell and i was like but i love it oh but i love it <laughs> so I do not have celiacs and I do not have like lactose intolerance according to my, the, st the work that we did, but my entire gastrointestinal system is so inflamed and irritated that it's just having a hard time digesting normal stuff. Yeah. So again, like you can call that irritable bowel syndrome and just shrug your shoulders and say, there's no solution or you can do what brand of poop test did you do? I don't know. It's, it's just like one that my nutritionist ordered. It wasn't like a, mm. it wasn't like a, who's your nutritionist? Um, she's well-fed health oh, on okay, Instagram cool. and, um, she's based in Baton Rouge, but several of my friends had worked with her. And so I had been following her for a while 
and like gut Shout health out. is kind of her thing and like hormones. So like those are both my concerns. And I told her that. And so she put me on a series of like protocols and nutritional supplements, pills, powders, you fucking name it. Yeah. You were just like popping everything and not eating any dairy or gluten for like eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Yeah. I was only supposed to do it for six months, but I kept going just because I was like, cause you have a personal chef. I do have a personal chef. Um, the only way that I survived and, and I was, when I tell you that I was perfect about it, I was perfect about it. Like I, I didn't well, that's how touch. You are. Yeah. Like when I commit, I commit. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm not half in half out. I'm all the way. But what I'm here to tell you is I found relief. Like for the first time in my life, I like noticed an absence of pain and I didn't know. How was the bloating gone? Yeah. No gas. It's so wild. No bloating. None, none normal regular solid bristol for 9 a.m shit every day most hydrated i've ever been my skin looked amazing like it's so annoying yeah no it was like completely changed uh. my life and i was like oh my god this is possible like i just didn't even know and again i had gone to doctors about this yeah who had told me uh ibs so i just don't fucking buy it my, my point is there is a root cause always i don't i'm not saying that your root cause is mine like you might do a stool test and it might come back normal and you might need to get scoped like yeah i mean i need to do it because dairy and gluten might not be your problem at all i literally like we've just been having too much fun and kyle is now like no longer working um where he was working so he's and he did the he was the gm of a restaurant so he was always working nights and so now he's not so we're going to dinner and we're like meeting up with people and like eating out and when i tell you that we both we're in bed last night like never have been more bloated or gassy like in our lives and in so much pain and i was like i can't keep doing this <laughs> i have no to change because this is ridiculous and it just sucks it's like well you know we always discuss like the the turning point is when you get sick of your own shit yeah. like literally literally so i'm i also though to be fair have been back on the dairy and the gluten which the dairy no longer is actually that much of a problem for me mm. um the gluten remains a problem. Yeah. And I, again, I don't think it's that I have gluten intolerance or that I have celiacs. I think it's just my system is sensitive and yeah. inflamed and irritated. And I think that if I had stuck with the dairy free, free gluten free thing for like a year or like plus, I probably could have reintroduced gluten and like had less of a problem. Again, that's me saying that for me, please don't, yeah. don't, if you have IBS problems, don't just stop eating dairy and gluten and thinking that like that's no, going to solve your problems. Go test your poop test your poop, do some blood work, like go to your doctor. But I'm, I have just found that like the doctors are perfectly fine being like, here's an anti-spasmodic. Yeah. I don't know. Or like telling you low FODMAP, which like, that's a problem for me too. Like super, um, fibrous vegetables are also a problem for me. Mm. Legumes are a problem for me to digest. So like, but again, not yeah, because fat, I have a particular problem, but FODMAP because, was really hard for me to stick to. And that was like very difficult. And I think also like that was at a time where, you were doing it. I'm curious what's going to happen now because you were doing it when you were working from home and mm -hmm. like had a little bit more control over your schedule or life and you could be really intentional and like curious with your travel schedule and this new job. Like yeah. what happens when you're someplace for lunch? You're just not going to eat. Like I think I've found myself in those situations where I'm like, well, I'm not prepared for this activity that I'm about to embark on. You, you know? It does require preparation, but it also requires so much knowledge. And, yeah. and like like I did go out to eat when I was doing no dairy, no gluten. It was just, I had to be very conscientious about my ordering and I would have to like, what that was the worst part was 
not that I minded, but I felt so humiliated by having to be like, you know, call the manager over and be like, Hey, can you tell me what on this menu I can actually have? And a lot of places like you're reading the menu and you're like, Oh, I can have that. And they're like, actually, it's and they're like, with actually, this. which like for me, soy sauce became a huge problem mm. because everybody marinades, marinates or does marinades with fucking soy sauce. Soy sauce, surprise, surprise, for no reason, has gluten. Yeah, I did not know that. So like I would go to restaurants thinking I was fine and then come home and be like in a lot of pain. And I would realize that like I got glutened is what I would call it, which I, is when I accidentally ugh. like didn't realize something that I ate. Like sushi became difficult. Yeah. Because sushi should be gluten and dairy free by its nature. Um, is there gluten free soy sauce? There is. Well, it's uh, tahi- tahini? No. Tahari? There's a word for it. I okay. don't know. But it, it exists. Coconut aminos is what it is. Right, 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 right. And, and it tastes okay, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. I, My big ex preferred that over yeah. soy, soy sauce mm-hmm. in our house. Oh, yes. With no microwave. And Well, I also don't have a microwave, well, so. <laughs> for belief? Uh, no. Exactly. Okay. Fair. <laughs> True. But I literally woke up yesterday and I had like a huge, like what looked like a rash under my chin, oh my God. like on my chin. Um, and I didn't know this, but I was at uh, Jen, who is um, Ritual Body Studio. Oh, yeah. Incredible facialist. And I was getting a facial and she was like, OK, you got some rosacea here and you got some stuff going on here. Like, that's all gut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. fuck. Yeah, like, when will you learn? Ah! But I actually is fine. Like, Ashley uh, is like a Toyota Corolla that's been slapped together over the years with like some duct tape and glue. Like I'm just falling apart, falling apart constantly. But like looking great, but like not feeling not great. feeling great, barely looking great. Well, I'm so sorry that you still suffer with that. I mean, I do too. I really need to go back to my normal eating. And Mallory is so like not only supportive but like really and truly like today we were texting about it because i woke up with like a really bad stomach ache after mm-hmm. what i ate yesterday and she was like are you ready because like we can do it it's easy yeah. to do or we're just going to like i feel like she did enjoy it and she also felt better oh my god yeah she will she now like now she has a problem when she eats gluten now it's almost like Damn. i gave her a gluten intolerance because she, we ate that way for so long yeah but I, it's okay to do it's easy to do it right it's easier than you think to do at restaurants i think it's just harder because like i've never been consistent like at anything in my life except for like which we've talked about these two times where it's like in high school i would like wake up at the same time every day go to the school at the same time every day it was a very like normal everyday schedule come home from school eat something go to rehearsal for four hours come home do homework go to bed mm-hmm and I could like retain that and live my life really well in that schedule that was like super strict and regimented. Mm-hmm. And I had so much fun. I'd go to a show on a weekend, like weekends were so fun. And I was like happy, healthy, like thriving. And then the last time that I've ever been that consistent was during COVID when I would like wake up, have a meeting for work virtually, get off the meeting, go do a workout. Like I had this whole thing just, but it was also like extremely regimented. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. So I was doing the same thing every day, like ride my bike on the weekend and I felt fucking great. And I'm like, okay, if these two phases of my life where I felt great, I was eating like well, because it was like very planned and intentional and the same things, which is kind of boring, but like it suited me, which sounds like the the opposite of me. What? You couldn't do anything 
but oh, I focus know. on thyself. I know. You, when there is any more fun temptation in the whole wide world, your physical needs are going to go at the very bottom of that list. I know, That's but, just who you are. But I'm like, if life is always crazy, so like, you, like if you if you can't live this like extremely regimented, like yeah. insane life, then like how do you create those ritualistic moments that you're consistent with like when everything is insane because again like i will choose the crazy you will and th that's the difference you're, you're in your own way about it by which i mean like no one has like you're in you're an all or nothing thinker I know, too it's so annoying so you're like if i can't have this perfectly regimented schedule in which i'm happy healthy eating perfectly working out that then none of it's worth doing I don't think I think none of it's worth doing. I just like you won't though. It will just it will, and then I'm like, oh my god, it's been two weeks, crazy. That's the other thing is like your idea of consistency is way different than mine, because like you're like during COVID it was so consistent. I'm like that was like three months. Yeah, that's not very. That's not like I want to know what you've what you've been able to implement for like a year. Uh, but I've never nothing in my life. Right. That's the whole thing. Right. <laughs> so uh, so uh, it's uh, like ah like I just. And then I'm like, life is a roller coaster. I love when you, I love when you get on your kicks because you it also. It happens like once a week. No, you'll like, I see it because I see it on the internet. So yeah. like, you don't tell me about it, but like all of a sudden you will, she does like one workout. It's like she's one like, night a week. I am like back. Like and you, you always do this. You, you actually do a post where you'll like list all the things that you're doing for your health and wellness. You're like, <laughs> you're like today I drank water, went to the gym. It's like normal things and showered. Everyone you're should like, do. This is the new me, and then like I, then I, we don't hear from you again on your journey for the next six months. And no, then, and then you'll then, then you'll do the same thing, but you go tonight. I like read a book, took a long bath, oiled my whole body, and like this is the new me. Like I'm gonna, do, and then you never I'm do it again. Every day, <laughs> you don't. Never, never in my life. It is happening. I'm going to start say. screenshotting and I'm going to start, we're going to start like, we're going to track it track on it. a calendar. Yeah. Like when I, is it happening and why? I would love to know. I would no, but love that actually, to know. Like I'm making fun of you, but like that actually might be the key. This may be what we have to do. Is like, what, go back on the story yeah. and see. Yeah. It's typically like once a week or That's generous. once every two weeks. I think it's once every two weeks that, or like even happening. once a month where you like, I can, and again, we don't discuss it. No. I just see you going batshit on the internet and she's like. <laughs> Today I like rode my Went bike for a walk. Yeah, like she lists like <laughs> my mental health. She's like, I ate food, <laughs> went for a walk, and like went to bed at a reasonable hour. And I washed my face. <laughs> this is this is like I am she a says, new person. She'll go like, this is a revelation, and she'll like get in the stories about it too. Like she's like in the stories, and she's like, you guys, like the thing is, what y'all have to understand is that like you can do it too. Like she becomes a well. I've never no, said that shit. I'm like, but I know one this day, is a bare minimum for every other person reading this post. But for you, it is a lot. But I literally can't. I know. Can I do anything else? I can well, do anything else. Okay, okay, here's my question too. Okay, here's my, my thought for you is that like your days might become different, right? Like your days are going to be different day to day. But like there need to... If you find that you do succeed with consistency, then find those moments that you know are going to be consistent. Meaning, do you wake up at the same time every day? Try that. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have breakfast at the same time every day? Try that. Also, for your for us gastro girlies, apparently, eating food, like planning to eat your food at the same time every day does alone does wonders for your yeah. system. Mm -hmm. Like it's you're preparing your body for food. It's yeah. getting used to saying, okay, at 9 a.m. we have breakfast. At 1 p.m. we have lunch. At 7 p.m. we have dinner or like whatever. Yeah. That's not my schedule. I don't know where those numbers came from, but like. Well, and I love the book Atomic Habits. Mm. I don't know if you've read that. I don't need to. Yeah. 
It's really good for anyone that needs to be better at that. And but I read it, and the funniest part was that he's like, "Oh, you know, like it's really easy to start doing this." And the trick is like habit stacking. Yeah. So like you leave this thing by your coffee that you make every morning, and then you can just like build on your habits. And I literally was like, "No, I, I don't won't. have one. I Not don't even have one. one. Right? <laughs> I don't." But like, pick one that's really easy. Like, meaning you're not really in control of when you get to go to bed all the time, but you are in control of when you wake up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like super early, but like if you know that like, that's the other thing too is like, I know that if I want to eat my breakfast when I want to eat my breakfast, that I'm going to have to wake up at a certain time. Yeah. And especially when I was having a more consistent gym routine, I had to plan my meals around my workouts Mm -hmm. because I like, I can't go to the gym. Like I can't show up to the gym starving. So I needed to make sure that like a few hours before that I had like had a good solid meal. So like, the other thing about the like stacking of it is that if you get one thing, so like if you decide I'm going to the gym at 6 p.m. every day, I'm doing my workout class 6 p.m. every day, then it becomes like you don't rearrange it and you build your life around that one thing. Yeah, I've never had that. You won't. Well, because a more fun thing comes up and you're like, fuck the gym. I'm going to the fun thing. Yeah. Which is what I love about you, but is going to leave it's you super never fun. having never the consistency. Anything. I'm very curious what's going to happen because um, announcement, I got the Soho House job cheers honestly so now I'm we so can happy. do all the things with ganza that we want to do and it's going to be so great but there's like a travel schedule mm-hmm. and like this is a totally kind of new i don't even know what to expect i have no fucking idea i'm actually very scared that i'm gonna suck at it i have a lot of insecurities about it now that i've gotten now that it's here right which is always so funny you're like i can do this in my sleep and you get it and you're like i'm gonna suck and it's all gonna come crumbling to the I'm ground panicking <laughs> But I was the first thing that I was so excited about was like, okay, I'm going to a new city where I don't all these cities that I don't really know people at. Yeah. And I need to go figure out the places to, to see and do and meet. But yeah. like I'm gonna have like a hotel room. I'm gonna have a hotel schedule. There's a, always a gym in a hotel. There's always a Right. So it's like, oh, what is this? If I can build a routine not even in my own space, like what does that look like? Right. Is that really exciting? Is that what I'm hanging on to? Because it's the only comfortable yeah. or stable thing that I have in this total like new I think that'll be amazing for you I mean you know you did enough of Ren-Ed probably to get to like the um what does she call it Sadana basically like the morning routine yeah which is like having a morning routine is so like key Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be big it's like your morning routine could be like when I brush my teeth I sit on the toilet for five minutes and I think about like three things that I'm grateful for or like whatever Mm -hmm. like meaning and I think that Honestly, I think that when as you start to travel and have a more um, kind of kooky schedule or just a totally different schedule than you're used to, you're going to you're going to have to find those things that make you feel normal and like grounded. And like, is that that you wake up at a certain time every morning? Is it that you have a stretch every morning? Is it that like you come up with some kind of like very fun coffee ritual for yourself? Do you like pick the nearest place and walk there like Mm -hmm. you know like because I do think that we're humans and we thrive in routine I'm not like one of those psychopaths on fucking TikTok that's like get ready with me to like work from home nine to five and they're like drinking a diet coke on a treadmill while typing emails and then like every (laughs) second of every day is like regimented like I do not function that way yeah but I do need certain things to happen in my day for me to be functional for sure Mm -hmm. it's so important and i I think, you know, we've been talking about this. It's like, okay, what is when you're like new self butts up against like your old self or like when you're rising to the next level, there's a really great book called The Big Leap by Gary Hendricks. Um, And it's like, 
it they call it like your upper limit problem. Okay. I don't know anything about this. So the book is basically like, okay, so like what happens when you've been wanting to raise forever and you finally get the raise from your boss and then you come home and you have a fight with your partner. Oof. Okay. So it's like you meet the goal and because like you're in this new zone, you like self-sabotage basically in other ways. I feel that. So like we're all operating currently like at our capacity Mm -hmm. and then there's like operating in excellence, which is like a little stretch from your capacity, but Mm -hmm. like you're still a little comfortable there and you're like, okay, I may be a little insecure, but I know that I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then there's like upper limit, which is like, I am in a new space. Mm -hmm. I do not know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm actively learning something. Mm -hmm. And because that is so scary, I am either like self-sabotaging other areas of my life or I'm going to go back and do the things that are really comfortable for me that are like toxic behaviors because they work because at they, my lower self. Yes. Because your lower level vibration is like so much more comfortable and safe yeah. and like all of that. So what were you saying about that? Though? I'm just saying like, that's, we've been talking about that a lot because it's like, I think with this job, like I'm, it's like what happened if There's you're constantly feeling. on these new things, it's like COVID happened. We started Ganza and then, got in this relationship and so it's like all this new 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 stuff and you have to like calm down your nervous system and totally. i like don't have any tools to calm the nervous system so then it's like how are you leveling up if there's nothing to like keep you grounded and mm-hmm. and healthy and positive and like not fucking tearing your life apart <laughs> by just not sleeping and eating terrible I, <laughs> like, you you like really concern me sometimes <laughs> like truly i say that like because i think like I don't know. I don't know what it is because I I don't let myself like I just simply like I think it's just because I'm more sensitive than you. Like Mm. I just I don't have the capacity to operate at what you do. And when I even get close to it, I'm in full breakdown. Like Mm. so that being said, like for me, I don't feel like I have the choice that you have. Like Mm. I don't have the choice to not take care of like the self when I stop any one of those things, things are falling off the rails Mm. and I, and I can't cope well with that. So Mm -hmm. like that looks like, like that for me, it's a choice and it's very intentional and no one else can make that choice for me, but me and no one else is protecting me, but me like everybody in my life and my job and my family and my friends will absolutely run me ragged and overextend me if I let them, but I can't. No, you're right. And for everybody, like that's the truth for everybody. You are the only person that can set your own boundaries. You're the only person that can take care of yourself the way that you need to be taken care of. You're the one responsible for figuring out what that is. Yes. But like, it's up to you to also enforce that and to make space for it. And so like, you know, that's why that's why I do have a breakdown every six months. Right. It just takes me a little longer. I know. I <laughs> I well, I just like I can't do it. I I just I can't. Um, I I feel like, and we talked kind of about depression like last time we recorded, and I think that like I maybe touched on this too, but like in my lifelong battles with depression and anxiety, I have learned that my routines, mm-hmm. my right help my like the things that I do for my health the things that I do for my sleep the things that I do like all of those things are the things that keep me being okay in my brain yeah so like I think I experience the brain breakdown sooner even mm-hmm. than the physical breakdown oh interesting and so I like I think I'm I'm much more I I have to be much more regimented because it's like truly like life and death 
yeah. in my brain. Well, and this also touches on what we talked about last time. Like, what are you doing to make yourself feel proud? Correct. And like, what are you doing to, what's that like baseline that you feel okay? Correct. It's like all those things are valid. For me, those things are getting enough sleep, eating regular meals, n- not intaking a lot or any caffeine, alcohol, drugs. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm sober, but I mostly try to avoid those things during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks like daily strenuous physical exercise. And like the, you're, you're thinking to yourself, this is a lot. And I'm like, yeah. And if I fall off on any single one, like if one day I don't drink the water that I need to, I'm, I can feel Catatonic. it. Catatonic. Yeah. Like I'm just spiraling. Like I yeah. can feel it. Like I'm like, oh my God, like I fucked up today. And so, but what the, the cool thing about that is that knowing that I have all these things that I, these boxes that I need to tick off on like a daily, weekly, monthly basis, the benefit of that is that when I start to have that feeling of like, oh no, here it is. Like the cloud mm-hmm. is, coming, is coming. Yeah. Then I can go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have I had water? Have I done all my things? And I can go through my checklist. Have I like had quality friend time? Have I had alone time? Have I like spent time doing a thing that I'm excited about? Do you literally have this written down? Not okay, really. Okay. I think I, I should. I would need it written down. It's, it's good to write it down. Yeah. I think at one point I might have written it down, but I also add and subtract to those things mm-hmm. to my liking. But like right now, like those are probably my most like general things. And some of them are like, it needs to happen on a daily. And sometimes it's like, it needs to happen on a monthly. Um, <clears throat> I think another one of those things for me is like, I must have a trip on the books. Always. Must have a flight booked. Gotta have something in the Delta mm-hmm. app to look forward to. But like, I mean, I'm like being facetious, but also like not, you know. No, you need to have something to look forward to. But like that's, literally. I mean, and that's also just as a human. Yeah. That's what our brains want anyway. So like when I'm feeling bad, I know that I can run through the checklist and those, those checklist things are also tools. So like if I have not had enough sleep, then I know I can sleep. If I have not had enough water, I know I can drink water. Yeah. If I have felt like I have not had friend time, I can call a friend. Like I can solve all those things with doing the thing on the checklist. So it's, um, a full-time job, the care and keeping of me. Um, but it is the only work that matters ultimately. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. It is the only work that matters. Though. It is. I mean, and if we're I don't, not here, and I don't treat it like that. You don't. I treat money as the work that matters. I know. <laughs> but you have to stick around long enough to do cool shit. I, and I, I want that for it's you. It's Joe. It's all Joe. That's all my dad. My dad's like, I just want to fuck around and have fun with my friends. And sure. the only way to do that is to like be able to financially sustain the fucking around and the having fun with your friends. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I fuck around and have fun with my friends. You do. I think it's just, you know, it's like the uh, nature Not versus nurture. Not at any nurture. cost, also. Yeah, the nature versus nurture of, like, that's that's his motivational factor. Totally. And so, like... Not a oh, great motivational factor. No. But welcome it's to an, New Orleans. Yeah. Thus, therein lies our, our geographical problem, is that we don't live in a city of people who are taking care of themselves. We live in a city of traumatized addicts yeah i say that with love you know like it's true we're we're kind of yeah our our recreational activities are limited they're drinking and eating yeah love that for us okay actually my question is i want first of all everyone does need to figure out who the fuck they are understand where you stand and then do you ask yourself well the black and white thinker wants to know you're either one or the other do you want to be that type of person (laughs) because i think this is of course it's not that black and white all the time but i do think like 
do you what is it okay to be a pro to me it is a solution oriented person versus a problem baby and i know that that's really rude and <laughs> really mean Ooh, but see i'm also rude and mean because i think the same way but we're not like we're not innately correct in our way no but i also am kind of like if you are up against Okay, wait, like, wait, hold on. We need to go back because you're kind of like jumping the gun. Set us up. Okay. Okay. The pin was, we want to know. What kind of person are what you? What kind of person are you? Are you a person that seeks to solve the problem when a problem is brought to you? Or if there's ever a problem or that's there's around, ever a problem, you're the one that's like, oh, there the seems options. to be a disagreement or there seems to be like no one's on the same page and no one is speaking. So I'm the one that's typically like okay, well, you like this and you like this, so what about this? Or right. these are the three options of Italian food restaurants that we right. could choose from. Or, like, whatever. Is is your role to solve the problem? Or are you a big crying problem piss baby? baby. <laughs> no. That's how we see it. But, like, are you the person that's, like... In I don't like of, that. I Right. Are you the person that either, like, is you're willing to bring the problem to the table, but you offer no solutions, which I also hate? Yeah. And it's, like, we need people to recognize that yeah. there are problems sure 100 percent. and sure. sometimes i don't recognize those problems but then get out of the way but oh my god get out of and my then way. you can't have an opinion about the solution nope. <laughs> you're brainstorming or also just shut your mouth no you're quiet like that's shut your mouth here's our which is so rude i know that's so rude and okay but also like change your behavior <laughs> no there's a spectrum here also okay and i think that like you as a person are probably on the far end of the problem solver spectrum. Oh, I'm like, you're the, I'm end. like the end of the spectrum. Like when they get to you, like you're the final boss. I'm the, the final problem. Yeah, boss. You're there. And then I think there's like the other side, which is like this person only brings up a problem and actively gets in the way of a solution by continuing to like whine about the problem and poke the problem. I think I'm probably like, in the middle or even a little more to the side of the problem solver. You're more problem solver. I, I do need to have a little bit of a, oh my God, we're having a problem breakdown. But then I immediately jump into what are we doing? The problem solving role. And I'm happy to like, I'm happy to focus my energy in that direction yeah. rather than like continue to be like, this sucks. Yeah. In fact, I hate, oh, I have no tolerance for complainers and whiners. Never. Oh, oh my god. god you can't call me if that's what you want oh my i mean god. i think i can tolerate it if we're friends and it's like you need to rant about something i can hold space for that we can hold space but it's like if you are just the type of individual that nana boo boo's shit my feet hurt it's hot i'm tired i'm hungry I, and it's not that I it's not that I have a problem that you you need have a need that needs to be met it's that meet shut your the need. fuck up about it meet your fucking need you're an adult grow meet up meet your need go get some go fucking food go home get food get a snack like we, change your shoes change your shoes bring another pair of shoes i don't know again none of my fucking not my business. problem oh i just we have no tolerance i have no talk and i feel like it's and i know that that's so mean but i'm like i just don't understand what happens in someone's brain when you're like in a group and this is like the most minimal basic problem solving situation when you're in a group and somebody goes oh i'd really love to go to this restaurant mm -hmm. this is an easy easy one okay and then the other person is three of you one person is like going it's you are y'all poor can y'all afford to go to this restaurant <laughs> or can y'all stay home it's like three people one of them's like i really want to go to you know mandina's and the other person's like i don't want to go to mandina's 
And then it's just silence. silence. You have brought a problem with no solution. And then people are like, where do you want to go? No answer. That is the most basic form. But it's like, are you like really ask yourself if they, you're that person? That person is a Libra. That person. No. Yes. I have a Libra rising. You're not like that. I don't care. It's not your rising. You're not like that. You're decisive. It's the it's the Libra who's like, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Says nothing else. I'll strangle you. I really can't handle it. And if you don't care, then say you don't care. And if you do have a strong opinion, tell us the alternative. Literally. Or be quiet. Or be quiet. I will never forget a particular person that we worked with professionally in college. Oh my God. I don't even know. Keep keep talking. Yeah. I'm mouthing. Okay. And this person in a group scenario, you know, you, me, the other friends that we had at this time, the other professional acquaintances we had at this time. We're all very like strong personalities, big opinions, like not afraid Which to like say the thing. this individual is as well. Also is, but I would argue like maybe not as vocal. Okay. And then like, and then like brought up the problem to us that like we were not holding enough space, I guess. I literally don't remember this at all. Oh my God. You don't remember this? No. She, I remember her being like, like I have good ideas too, but y'all are like talking so much all the time over me. And I feel like I don't get to say my piece. And I was like speak up then baby like why do i have to be quiet for you to be loud okay you always okay i feel like this is a different situation this is different to me that is different no it is slightly different i've kind of i've kind of gone on a tangent here but but you always have a problem with like why do i have to change myself in order for other people to feel okay correct and i do think that in a collective society we do need to be a little bit more fluid and flexible and this for is the your other Aquarius moon for a person to be like <laughs> the collective the collect you know but it's like that's important it's like if you're if we're all together and we're all actively doing the same thing there are different personalities in all areas of life and in the workplace and there if you're in this in that situation we were all working on something together yeah and so if somebody does come to the table and they're like my I voice don't feel isn't heard, being heard you have to be like okay what can we do to help you feel that way? Or like, and I think that was my thing. I think I was like, I'm willing to hear you, but the solution can't be that I have to dim myself so that you can shine brighter. That's what it felt like to me. Well, what's that's inter- how I received And what's that. interesting about, I don't think that that like, yes, yeah, you received that like that. I don't know if that was, I think her intention was I'm really scared. I'm trying to state this thing that I've been feeling to a group of people that should hold space for me. And I think that that's super valid. And that's the only way that anyone should take it is if is like, Hey, I'm really hurt and I don't know what to do about it is what this person okay. is saying. Okay. Fair. Sure. In retrospect. Sure. And I'm kind of like, again, I, what I want for the, for mm. and from these people mm-hmm. is to hopefully if you felt safe enough to bring that to this table, which is great. Thank God. I want you to feel safe enough to bring that to the table. Have we thought past? I'm hurt. Have we thought past, I need to tell them that I want to be heard? Because then the question becomes, how how do do you want to be heard? Correct. How can we make sure that you are heard? And like, if you're the one with the need, you need to tell the people that you have the need from what you need from them. And that's like, I would feel comfortable if, if, if you, if we're all stating ideas that I had a place to speak Mm -hmm. on every idea and we just make sure and this is how we're going to do that or there's a there's a suggestion box and like that's anonymous or whatever and like everyone's putting their shit in the like come up with your solution or offer something and then be open to to brainstorming totally correct because typically you probably will want the brainstorm but you cannot just come to the table and be like 
And it's like your, it's so limp. It's your problem. It's and your I, problem. And the thing is, it doesn't like that. I'm not saying that as like it's your problem. It's just like if I have a need and it's not being met, you I'm gonna to come to the met. table and mm-hmm. go. I have this need; it's not being met. I understand that this may be a surprise to you. Here and it wasn't are your some intention. options on Here how some options. this need can be met. Yeah, correct. Tell me something else. Tell me the way you'd like to do it if you don't like my options. Offer another solution. Yeah. I here's what it is. I actually know where it comes from. Um. I I know where I know where it comes from and this is gonna hurt, so I need you to buckle <gasps> up. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Here there's a reason that we feel this way and it's trauma. <laughs> okay? Why do you think that? No, here's what it is. Why is it not emotional regulation? No, no, no. Here's what it actually is. Oh god. It's I had to figure it out by myself. And I resent you for not having to figure it out by really? yourself. Really? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I, I won't say that for everybody, but I will say that a lot of it for me, the like no whining kind of mentality that I have is because no one was there to listen to me whine. You definitely have that vibe. That's your vibe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I had to do everything for myself the hard way. And so when I see other people not doing it, I'm like, grow up. I just think do it's it. inefficient and that it's a self betrayal. probably also true like you like we all have this inner power and i and i'm like i hate that you don't believe it It, i don't know what it is like i my brain does not compute it so i'm like is it that you don't believe in yourself enough or you don't feel like you have the right to be heard like what that's what it is what is the root thing so that we can go solve that thing so you can go about your life without feeling insecure it's a blocked solar plexus like what no really like it's the core of you does not feel like you can express because you deserve. And I think that's like, I look and I'm like, Oh my God, like I could shake you. Cause I'm like, you deserve to express you. You have every right to say anything. Okay. Okay. But you know what? I got to see this too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make us sound less shitty right now. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to PR it. I'm going to walk it back. I actually think that that is our skill. I think it's, what also makes us good at our jobs. I also think that it's our responsibility as people with this ability to like foster it, to model it for the people in our lives who can't do that and to show them that it's even possible. And I will say anecdotally that I have had both uh, romantic partners and friends in my life tell me, thank you for modeling what it looks like to get my needs met because you know about me. Bitch is getting her needs met. One thing about me is I'm going to tell you that my needs aren't being met and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to also give you here, here are the things that I actually need and here's how we can do that. Yeah. So, but I don't think that people even know that's possible until they see it. And I do think it's like, if that's where we're comfortable, it is our responsibility to show people that they can do that too. Yeah. I love that. I think you're really good at, at being super clear and concise Mm. with your communication when you do that for and to people, even for your own needs. So it's really clear that you're like, this is something that I need and da da da. And it's very like, okay, I think when I do it, it's not that clear. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like, this is the problem. What are we doing? And it's not like, I have this thing that I would like, (laughs) like, I don't use that language. I'm like, collect, like, I'm like, this is how we need to be doing this stuff. So like what <laughs> you're, well, that's just, you know, that's but just me. I'll give you this great example. And this happened literally two days ago. And it was a fight that me and Mallory got into. And it wasn't even like a real fight. It was like a stupid fight. Okay. We are collectively cleaning the house. So, and you know, it's a shotgun. So like I'm on one end of the house mm-hmm. and she's on the other end of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's doing in her sphere. She doesn't really know what I'm doing in my sphere. I need to go grab the hand vac. Okay. A little hand vacuum. And I, 
grab it, I use it. And when, instead of putting it back on the charger, I put it on the coffee table. I did not realize that she was about to clean the coffee table. Mm, so classic. I walk away and I wasn't finished with the hand vac, which is why I didn't put it on the charger because I was going to come back for it, but I needed it out of my sphere. Yeah, but nobody can read anybody's mind. No one's reading minds, right? So I hear Mallory. Mallory is screaming at me from across the house, which number one, if you want to just instantly rub me the wrong way, yell at me from across a space. I <laughs> fucking hate to be hollered, hooted and hollered at through the house. Come find me and address me. I hate being yelled at in the house. I, I don't know what that is about me. I just, it's not acceptable. I don't like it. So I hear her. And you're like, and she's here like, we go. She's like, um, are you done with the hand back? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Like, I'm, she's like, okay, well, it's on the coffee table. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I put it there. I left it there. <laughs> and, and, and like, she basically like, she's like, okay, well, like, I've just been noticing that like, you've been like not putting it back. And I'm like, what do you mean noticing? Like, as in like just now? And she's like, no, like throughout. And she's still yelling across the house, right? Oh, no. I just noticed that like throughout the week, like I've had to like put it up several times. Okay. Now here's where I would like to pause because I know what's happening. I instantly see it. Okay. And this is what we're talking about. What she could have said, what she should have done. I'll argue. <laughs> Easy for me to argue when she's not here. To Your, argue honor. Your honor. Your <laughs> honor. Um... <laughs> She, her saying all of that she thinks that she is communicating what her need is there right no she's complaining and she's not at all and so she's just saying words around the problem so i end up walking into the room and i'm like hey and she's like yeah and i'm like do you want me to put the hand vac back on its stand and she's like yeah like, like to her that never came out of your right, mouth right and i'm like that never came out of your mouth exactly and i'm like babe you have said several sentences in the last few minutes, none of which have just been like, hey, can you please, when you're finished, when you're finished using the hand vac, can you put it back where it belongs? Every single time. Otherwise, I'm going to think that you're not doing it. That's and just it the frustrates answer. me. It is. I, I don't even need that. It's just like if you like you, you're, you are complaining about it or you're trying to have conflict with me about it. And at no point are we getting to the thing that you actually want. But you think that you, by telling me all the ways that you're, like, by asking me questions, right? Like, are you finished with it? Like, you're not actually saying, I would like you to do this thing. And I think therein lies a lot of, like, communication problems mm -hmm. between human beings. Not even in partnership, but, like, in her mind, by saying all of that, she was asking me to put it back. But I never heard those words. Well, I also think people think that it's the lighter, it's like the more compassionate or lighter way to say something to someone. Because It's non-confrontational, but it's it ends up being more confrontational. Yeah, well, because then everything gets misconstrued and then it's like, because you, like, are you done with it? No. Then to her, she's like, well, why is it on this coffee table? Like, right. again, if you're like, hey, if you're not, if you're ever not using this, Put it on in the stand. Please put it back. And the thing is, once we had that conversation, like literally, and, and I got to give Mal credit because we've gotten really good at like shortening the arguments. Yeah. Like three years in. So I walk up to her and I'm like, hey, I think what you're trying to get me to do is put it back when I'm finished with it. And I will do that, but I'm not finished with it. And and you, you've never asked me that. And she was like, and I could see her kind of like trying to like fight with me. And she was like, no, actually, you're right. I didn't ask that. And that's like not really fair of me. And so that is what I meant. And I was like, yay. <laughs> I, and now we're moving on. I like slow clap, you know, cause like that, that I think like a few years ago that would have turned into like a blow up. Totally. And 
she was able to be like, yeah, I, wow, you're right. I didn't ask that at all. And I thought that I was. Yeah. And, and, but like therein lies the all communication issues, at least of ours. Oh, totally. Is her thinking that she's saying the thing and she's not actually ever saying the thing. And then I'm, I'm, I guess supposed to fucking interpret because I'm a fucking clairvoyant. This is simple.